Today's date is Sunday, October 17th, 2021. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 28, beginning with we in our turn through the end of page 29. Darren will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Tasha A. Good morning, Darren. Good morning. Uh, as we said, the top of page 28, second paragraph in. We, in our turn, sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. The, the distinguished American psychologist, William James, in his book, Varieties of Religious Experience, indicates a multitude of ways in which men have discovered God. We have no desire to convince anyone that there's only one way by which faith can be acquired. If what we have have learned, sorry, if what we have learned and felt and seen means anything at all, it means that all of us, whatever our race, creed, or color, are the children of a living creator with whom we may, may form a relationship upon simple and understandable terms as soon as we are willing and honest enough to try. Those having religious affiliations will find here nothing disturbing to their beliefs or ceremonies. There is no friction among us over such matters. We think it no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with as individuals. This should be an entirely personal affair with each one decides for himself in the light of past associations or his present choice. Not all of us join religious bodies, but most of us favor such memberships. In the following chapter, there appears an explanation of alcoholism, as we understand it, Then a chapter addresses the agnostic. Many who once were in this class are now among our members. Surprisingly enough, we find such convictions that no great obstacle to a spiritual experience. Further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we recovered. Those are followed by 42 personal experiences. Each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view, the way he established his relationship with God. These give a fair cross section of our membership and a clear cut idea of what has actually happened in their lives. We hope no one will consider these self revealing accounts in bad taste. Our hope is that many alcoholic men and women des desperately in need will see these pages and we will believe that, that it is only by fully disclosing ourselves and our problems that they will be persuaded to say, yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. Thank you, Darren, for your service. Um, and now it is my pleasure to introduce our speaker for this morning. Um, Tasha A. from Louisiana. She will be sharing her experience, strength, and hope um, with us. Good morning, Tasha. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm going to put my timer on it, but if someone would like to give me maybe a five-minute warning, that would be great. 
Um, my name is Tasha A, and I'm from Slidell, Louisiana, and I'm very humbled um, to be asked to speak today um, and deeply grateful for Kim for asking me and for this amazing meeting that has been the core and the heart of my recovery over the past year. And especially, particularly to those um, in New Jersey, my fellows, who has actually become the fellowship that I crave. Um, it is truly um, only by the grace of God that I found this solution. And I can relate so much to these pages. So it's an honor to be able to talk about these pages. Um, we in turn sought the same escape with all the desperation. You know, right before this paragraph, we were talking about Roland Hazard and he had tried everything just like I did for 10 years. I wanted this spiritual solution, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't find it. It wasn't until I hit that desperation and that is where the hope was born. And um, I was very lucky to have been introduced to the big book in 2010 when I was engaged to an alcoholic. And I picked it up to read for him so I can underline all the important things for him. But as soon as I opened it, I was like, this is me. And I experienced that identification. That's the last sentence of these pages. Yes, yes, this is me. Yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. Um, but I was confused because I wasn't an alcoholic. I just knew that I read every one of the stories and what those stories were to me were God stories. This was the most spiritual book that I had ever read. I was a spiritual seeker and I was looking for that relationship with a higher power, but the food was blocking me and it was ruling my life. And at that time in 2010, I still wasn't quite sure that I had this problem or I was unwilling to admit that I was bodily and mentally different. It took me 10 more years for the disease to progress and, and to just exactly what I kept reading in the big book. I read several times, there must be no reservation of any kind, no lurking notion. And I almost wanted to will it into my brain because I knew I had reservation and I didn't want to experience the stories at the end of the book, the complete, like they lost everything. I was still in the first stage, you know, that these stories are divided up into three parts. And I was like, okay, they stopped in Time. They stopped in time. I want that to be me. But unfortunately, I had much more of a step one experience to go before I hit that desperation. And this, these chapters say, willing and honest enough to try. It took that. It takes what it takes for anyone, everyone. But what I know is that I knew the big book had my solution and I wanted it. And I was lucky because I had AA meetings I went to and I was in an AA big book study and I saw the solution working for them. I saw the miracles. I heard it and I wanted it. And to be quite honest, I was full of self-pity because I wasn't an alcoholic. I almost tried to make myself one, but I, I was like, why do I fit so much? And I knew it was food. So I went to OA and I identified with the problem, but I didn't find the solution there. So I was in OA to identify with the problem and I was with AA to see the solution. And I was lost. I was getting worse. I was confused about a food plan, but this tells me the food plan wasn't the answer. I, I had moral and philosophical convictions galore and I couldn't live up to them. 
I was a good church member, just like Roland Hazard. And even like Dr. Bob, he wanted the spiritual solution. And for two and a half years, he read everything he could about alcoholism. He talked about every to everyone he knew, and he still got drunk every night. And that was me. The last three years of my eating career, like they talk about, it progressed from every now and then, you know, once a month having my binge foods to every day to three times a day. I was only living to eat. I could not get through the day. My problems had piled up on me and became astonishingly difficult to solve. And I knew it was only a power greater than myself that could solve them, but I didn't know how. I was so desperate for the solution that I got an AA sponsor. That was the last draw before I found the solution. I worked the 12 steps with her. I told her I had this eating problem, but I couldn't find a recovered compulsive overeater who would solve this problem. So I worked the steps with her. She was convinced that she could, anyone could work this step, these steps. But what I learned is what we're, we're hearing here is that identification was vital. I couldn't recover. I would tell her about the food and tell her I couldn't stop. And she said, she said to me, um, I just don't bring it in the house. And as you can imagine, as another compulsive overeater, I was hopefully, hopelessly defeated. It was a crushing blow. She didn't get it. And I kept reading on page 18 when, and it's squiggly writing italics, which means it's really, really important. And it said, until this is accomplished, until this happens, little or nothing can be accomplished. When one ex-problem drinker or compulsive overeater who has found this solution in this book, properly armed with the facts about himself, can win the entire confidence of another. And I, I, I felt sorry for myself. I wanted that. I saw it in everyone else. I tried. I had the best therapy. I went to, I, I tried to do this program in Al-Anon. I had the AA sponsor. I was all over. I was in Bible studies. I was all over the place. I wanted the solution and I couldn't do it on my own. So obviously when I was led to New Jersey, to someone who I completely identified with, it was like, Oh my God, it's the grace of God. I want to cry now because I have in my book and Dr. Bob's on page 180, I have the date 10, 3, 20, because I found the solution then. And I knew it was at, just like Dr. Bob, it happened that when he met Bill and he talked to someone who had actually experienced what he went through. That was the defining factor. And that was what it was for me. As soon as I met my sponsor, I knew I would recover. I knew that I would find the solution because I needed that identification. And the first thing she did, the other part of it was that I never knew what I suffered from. I had been trying to apply a spiritual solution, but I never knew the problem. She took me through the doctor's opinion and I saw, oh my goodness, I've been trying to follow a food plan with allergic foods. And I had no idea. I didn't know what it meant to feel that allergy in my body. And then she taught me that I had a, a brain that would always send me back to the foods for ease and comfort. And no wonder I couldn't stay abstinent. And, and I never was obese and people would often make comments, but I knew I knew anyone who saw me eat knew that I was a compulsive overeater. I had the alcoholic torture that I could not stop from starting and I couldn't, 
I couldn't stop once I started. I was in torture. I was lost and completely defeated, but I was never obese. And she taught me that we have one symptom in common. We can't start without developing the phenomenon of craving. I think we just all have the same symptom in common and it just manifests differently. And that my problem was a spiritual malady and my solution was a relationship with a higher power. And today, the consciousness of the presence of my higher power is the most important part of my life. But it only happened when I I found someone that I identified with who had my problem and a fellowship who has my same problem. Because in the beginning of this chapter, it says there's two elements to this solution, a common problem and a common solution, which is following the clear cut directions out of this book. So my sponsor taught me to stay on the step I am on and to go in order and to follow her instructions. And I followed her instructions exactly because I was desperate. My life was over. And, um, and I, my life has been turned around. Um, I love how these pages are talk about faith and discovering God and that there's not one way. I had many meetings where there were certain religions and I was trying to fit into that religion. I was trying, I, I was, my mind was fettered with old ideas about being a good Christian and being a good OA and, and following the perfect food plan. And I was lost and I, I didn't know where, where to turn. And, um, this made it clear. And what I like about it is that it says, it doesn't say this is what we think is a good idea. These are some good ideas. It said, this is what we have done. This is what has actually happened in their lives. And that's what I heard in these rooms, not theory. You know, theories are great, but, but the people who I see, who I want what they have, And if I do what they do and take these actions, um, then I'll get what what I got. But the reason I could never get it is I never got step one. Thank God my sponsor took me through 60 pages and four chapters of step one so I could fully concede to my innermost self that this is me and I have a fatal disease and there is no getting out of it. I was in that cycle that's described in the doctor's opinion every day waking up trying to use willpower and I couldn't even make it to the morning I had to stop on my way to work and I would say just today I'm going to eat just a little bit and it was insanity for three years and I really believed that that morning I could just eat a little bit and I would finish it all and have to go at lunch and finish it all and have to go after. And it just repeated over and over and over again. So when it says this new life has been given to us, designed for living, that is the 12 steps in living actively in 10, 11, and 12. It has changed my life. And I became convinced, but it says given because I didn't earn it because no one tried harder to get this program than I did. I stopped everything in my life. I stopped dating and I did nothing for seven years except read the big book, go to meetings and work the tools. 
and that's and go to work. And I got really bad. <laughs> All of that effort really brought me to um, total desperation. And um, and and then all of a sudden, um, by the grace of God, I was given this new life. And so what at first seemed a flimsy read, that was when I was like, well, maybe, maybe this will work turned into the loving, powerful hand of God. I could look back and see that events that I thought were the worst thing that ever happened were the best things that ever happened. Thank God for those three years of desperation. I, no matter what anyone says about me not being you know, obese, I know without a doubt, and no one can convince me that I'm not a compulsive overeater. And I know I am completely convinced that is it only because of the grace of God and this program and a higher power that has been in my life all of these years, you know, the 10 years, I'm grateful for the desperation because it was the only thing that broke me open. And I, I realized I had never really given the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. I was just, um, I believed in God, um, but I, I wasn't trusting and relying. And so this shows that I have, I have to find a relationship on a higher power. And it says simple and understandable terms. And I was making it really complicated. And even at through the past year, you know, I've been growing in effectiveness and understanding. And my goal always is to make it, please help me be simple today, because I make everything complicated. And in the simple way is that when I, when I would try to explain, like my higher power in my mind, I get blocked. I was blocked. But when I just stay in my heart and I know like I'm nervous about something, it can be something small or something big. And I pray and I just rely on faith. Like I know that that was God doing for me what I could never do for myself. And that's how I've built this relationship with the higher power. It's through every day, all day, depending on my higher power for the small things and the big things. And I need them for all the small things, especially because I'm, re I'm really nervous and shy and I can't believe I'm talking to all of you. I'm really, I love talking one-on-one, -on -one, but not in groups, but this, this um, meeting changed my life. And of course I had to say yes to, to Kim, even though I almost cried <laughs> when I knew I'd be talking to you on. Um, and so my faith has built over time and it was these clear cut directions and it took 10 years and 60 pages <laughs> to finally become desperate enough to say, I'll do anything. I will do everything. My sponsor says I want what she has. And I, I hope to be able to emulate what she's given me, just like the big book says, because I'm a student of the big book and I have been for 10 years. This is the most spiritual book I've ever had. And it's the only solution I've ever found. And um, I think I'm almost out of time. Let's see if I have anything else. Um, you have five minutes, Tasha. Just don't, don't rush. Well, I just want to say that um, I love the stories and some people don't give the stories credit because the instructions are the most important thing. But for many years before I found the solution, the stories gave me so much hope because they were, and I could see myself in every story, the way I felt and the way I thought 
and the way I would surrender a little bit and think I was okay. And then ego would rebuild and I'd, I'd go back and try my way again and get worse and worse and worse. And every story follows that same pattern. And then finally, they would find their surrender and say, oh my gosh, I know that I can't do it anymore. And then all of a sudden, a higher power would show up and take over their life. And that I knew that was going to happen to me. I just didn't know um, when or how, but I never gave up hope. And for the newcomers, we are so lucky to have this meeting. This meeting saved my life and it saved many people's lives because it's filled with recovery and it's filled with the solution that everyone is following. And I was in a lot of meetings that they were just doing the best that they can, but I heard so many different solutions and I was confused. And this made it really clear and the directions were really clear and they helped unblock me. Steps four through nine unblocked all the confusion and helped me find my higher power again. And so the the 42 stories of what actually happened in their lives, they gave me a lot of hope. And um, I still enjoy looking back at them to remember that my higher power is here working in my life. And all I want to do is follow his will and, um, and also give back. I want to, I guess the last thing I'll say is that um, I realized that as much as I wanted recovery, I couldn't get it until I found a, someone who I identified with and who had the solution. And that makes us uniquely useful. And, and, and it's so important to sponsor because I would have never recovered until I found someone who had found the solution. So it makes me so grateful to be able to sponsor and to be able to carry this message, not only for my own recovery, but because I know it was the only way I would recover. And so I'm grateful to be a sponsor today grateful for a fellowship of people living in the solution and who had the common problem. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful to be able to speak today. And I think that's all I have to share, but um, thank you for letting me be here.